Give the secret handshake, check your cloaks, and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club, the podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to the Illuminati Social Club's In Search of Series Season 2, Episode 2. Coming to you from Parma, Ohio, I am your host, Jason. Uh, and joining me from Tampa, Florida. Yeah, there's the only, I think that's the only Tampa. Uh, Mr. Oliver Rockside. Hello, all. How are you? Good. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Doc Pinko. Uh, 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 Steve Cloutier. Sorry. I... Uh, good evening. <laughs> it's been a while. It has. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we are talking about season two, episode two, the man who would not die. No, it's not Nosferatu. Uh, we, we talked about Dracula in the last season. No, we're talking about the wonder man of Europe. The Count Saint Germain, um, or the Count of Saint Germain, or something. Um, he's apparently this genius of art, music, politics, and alchemy. Okay. Um, Oliver, what were your what were your thoughts about this episode? I swear you two are doing this to me on purpose because my head almost freaking exploded. Okay. Don't don't like, don't spoil the surprise. Don't spoil the surprise. Okay, I won't like I have to go to snark rehab after this because <laughs> this was like giving me like two hundred cc's of snark in this episode. Um I'd never heard of this I'd never heard of this guy before. Um so again it was a little bit of a new thing. Me neither. I, I knew a little bit about the back half of the episode, which we're not going to talk. We're not going to ruin the surprise yet. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it was, first of all, um, can we please kill the reenactments? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? I mean, <laughs> they, got a, they got a bigger budget this year. Well, obviously, because they're hiring really bad actors to do really bad <laughs> fake accents. Like, the King of England apparently had a French accent. What the hell's going on? Um, uh, it, this was a mess. It was just a, it was, it was a mess of epic proportions that I can't even begin to talk about. And it's, it, it has nothing to do so much with the information in the first in the first 12 minutes. It's just the reenactments are just like, oh, my God, what are you thinking? Um, so I'll leave it at that for now because I don't want to ruin the surprise. Yes. Steve, what were your yeah. impressions? Yeah, well, pretty much like Oliver's. Um, this is this is kind of episode, if people haven't watched it, uh, this is I think this is a great episode. A to to watch while you're stoned, um, and B to watch with somebody else because it is just so mind blowing. Like I was watching it and my cat was trying to sleep beside me, and every time something weird happened, I'd nudge him to wake him up and say, "Did you see that?" And he would, he would just give me the stink eye because like, this 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 is so wacky that you know you need somebody there. I almost feel like this episode we had to mark this episode down. 
when at some point we are all all three of us in the same room, we are going to have to watch this episode and record <laughs> our impressions as we record it, you know, as we watch it. Because, oh my God. <sighs> the Wonder Man of Europe, which I will get to that name uh, a little later, because according to, you know, there, there is, they present it one way and it's, supposedly something completely different um yeah we have a uh apparently there's this guy the count of saint germain or germain or whatever i don't know i don't speak french um he's like this this uh, uh jesus figure would you call him uh like this this all around um I don't, I don't even know what to call him. He, you know, he's like, supposedly he was lived forever or something. He's, he's a genius of everything. He's, uh, you know, he's a great storyteller, a musician, an artist. He's a raconteur. Um, my impression of him was, he was a bored rich kid who decided to have some fun by crashing the aristocratic parties. And, you know, he was probably a fake it till you make it type. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Um, that was con man. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the impression that I got from yeah. him was he was kind of this. He was kind of like a bon vivant, um, you, you know, there we go. You know, that kind of type who uh, who. Um, had used his breeding uh, to kind of make his way into all of these high society situations, probably mm -hmm. to, you know, gain some cash along the way. Right. Oh yeah. Um, you know, yeah. He just seemed like a flim flam man, which is talk about foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. In the beginning when they're talking to uh, <clears throat> Louis the 15th, apparently, yeah. um, yeah, th this all sounds like a fishtail. Um, it's just, I don't know. Uh, but we have Leonard Nimoy in a, uh, you know, a butterfly collar that he could possibly take off with. And, and an ascot. And an ascot, yes. <laughs> How, I, I, guess, I guess when you're talking to Louis XV himself, you got to wear <laughs> yeah, an ascot. Really? <laughs> Neckwear is very important in that situation. <laughs> so... Apparent okay, so they call him the Wonder Man of Europe, and according to Wik Wikipedia, Voltaire is the one who dubbed him the Wonder Man. But Voltaire pro most likely meant it sarcastically. Well, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I mean, I think Steve can probably speak a little bit more informed than I can, but I know something mm -hmm. of Voltaire's work, and he was all about reason and and and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. He would never have believed this twit for about two seconds. <laughs> so I can only think that it was sarcasm. Yeah, no, I, 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 I would think so too. And I, I think uh, I think we should have a new drinking game this season of things called back, things called back from f the first season, uh, because of course, uh, it the question is asked: Could he have been from Atlantis? Of course. You could. So every, everyone drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, now they start asking, like, you know, is he from 
Romania, France, England, Germany, Atlantis. Uh, you, you just got to throw that Atlantis in there, don't you? No, he's not from Atlantis. It's again, it's using modern day thinking and modern day th things to justify behavior that happened 300 years or 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, anybody could have said they were from anywhere. You know, it's not like they had to prove a birth certificate. Right. We found out in 2008 that that doesn't really work with some people if you show them a birth certificate. So, I mean, <laughs> no, it, it, it's like anybody could have said they were from anywhere, um, mm. you know, and they kind of posit this theory that because nobody knew where he was, was from, that this was a huge mystery or this was part of his charm. Right. Uh, when, you know, in, in the 18, late uh, 18th century or early 19th century, it's like documentation mm -hmm. what no you know so they kind of add to this i hate it when they do this is that they kind of trick the audience into thinking you know using their what they know about life now as kind of a presupposition to believe that someone else was a mystery 200 years ago mm -hmm. everybody was a mystery 200 years ago <laughs> unless you came from a, some kind of lineage right um yeah, I have written here, maybe the Rolling Stones are singing about him in sympathy for the devil. Uh, <laughs> um, I also have, uh, he was probably a well-liked guy by a lot of people. You know, he probably he was probably very entertaining. He was probably, you know, cool to hang out with at parties and stuff. And, you know, people made him into a legend. People wrote stories about him. You know, this fascinating character they met at a party. And and even oh. even when they're just sort of describing his background, they kind of there are certain unseen or unsaid things. But mm -hmm. I think that, you know, as Oliver said, they're they're sort of kind of leading us a certain way. Like because after he they they ask if he's from Atlantis, they start talking about the Carpathian Mountains. Oh God! And and who is allegedly from the Carpathian Mountains? Dracula. Drink. Right. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's a vampire, right? Mm -hmm. And vampires live a long time, right? right? So I, I got that impression that they were trying, they didn't come out and say it, but no. they were trying to give that impression as well as like, ooh, maybe he's a vampire, mm -hmm. right? And, and, oh, yeah. and sort of, you know, because he moved from Atlantis to the Carpathian Mountains. And the minute you think Carpathian Mountains, you think Dracula. And you mm -hmm. think of all that sort of vampire lore and stuff like that, and you know the the long the long life of, of vampires. So right. they also they also use modernity as a as a as a trick also when they start talking about that you know he lived in India and then he went to Mexico and all the you know it's like in the seventeen in the late eighteenth century that was virtually impossible to do in a lifetime is to go from India to Europe to Mexico, mm -hmm. but they treat it like he like he jumped on the red eye to Mumbai. I mean it was like. <laughs> <laughs> or that know, it was just, true. Yeah, it's like that it's doable. I mean, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, like it would be easy for somebody like him, a flim-flam artist, to claim to have been in India. Of course. Nobody else, nobody else would have. No. <laughs> right? It's like, he could have said whatever, could, could have explained it any other way. Yeah. Um, and contrary to the narration of this, uh, the, his burial, which was supposedly, you know, never recorded was in fact recorded in the church register where he was buried through. So, <laughs> and did he, he actually was, make it, did he actually make it to 90? Uh, 
probably um this is another so you know well you know the average lifespan was 35 well yeah because there was a lot of war in that time and Mm. you know people were getting killed at you know 15 so that's really driving down the average i mean people still you know it was rare for people to live to 90 but there were some people who still lived to 90 yeah um, you know, and the whole thing about, you know, he didn't eat, you know, no one ever saw him eat a morsel of food. That was, you know, he was, he was dieting, you know? <laughs> oh, but that also, that, that also leads to Steve's point about the Dracula myth, yeah. you know, that he only mm-hmm. survived on, you know, he may have survived on blood, you yeah. know, if he didn't eat, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I don't drink wine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, but he, so then, okay. Uh, no, I was just going to say, but even the way they kind of dealt with his his burial was mm-hmm. kind of amusing in a very awkward kind of way because you had Leonard Nimoy ask the question. Uh, um, his friend, uh, Prince Charles of Hesse-Cassel, was supposed to have uh, buried him. And, and so we get the voiceover of Leonard Nimoy. We get an actor playing Prince Charles. And then mm-hmm. we get the voiceover of Leonard Nimoy saying... But did Prince Charles actually go to the burial? And then the actor sort of pauses and thinks and goes, you know, now that you mention it, I didn't. Like, uh, right. And so even though even the way they kind of sort of deal with that is kind of sort of awkward and kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. So now the episode takes a bizarre turn (laughs) flash forward to present day and we are introduced to i'm gonna call it right now the ultimate character of season two i have a feeling she's gonna win no matter what oh she is elizabeth claire prophet She is the founder and spiritual leader of the Church Universal and Triumphant, which apparently expanded worldwide. Um, According to Wikipedia, which, you know, we go for for all of our facts, um, she told members in the late 1980s to prepare for nuclear war at the turn of the decade and to build fallout shelters. And as I have here, one wonders if she was invested in contractor companies. <laughs> um, I do have a note on this, which, uh, you know, uh, in, in the late 80s, the nuclear threat was dying down. And by the early 90s, the, the Bolton of atomic scientists had moved the uh, doomsday clock back to 17 minutes to midnight, which is the furthest back it had ever been pushed. So there was no nuclear threat at this time. You know, by by the early 90s, I mean, there was no threat. You know, the Cold War had ended and, you know, everything was fine. So she she seems to think that she's she uh, talks to um, the count. Um, what is his name? Uh, the Count of St. Germain. Um, yeah, she, she seems to channel him. There was one point where she seemed yeah. to be channeling him. Uh-huh. 
Oh, let's see. Um, she, she checks a lot of boxes, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she goes to her story, she's bringing in things from everywhere. <laughs> um, she has a very fascinating outlook here. Um, well, first of all, the church that she belongs to or that she founded, it, it believes in uh, theosophy, uh, the I am the the ascended masters and they are the they were the impetus of a uh, hey shocker the new age movement Oliver you you should love this church <laughs> oh my god okay um, and 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 she does contend that Saint Germain was an Atlantean yes not not from Atlanta but from Atlantis well she claims a lot of things first yeah. off. Uh, at, when I first saw her, I was expecting either Neil Diamond to show up and duet with her on You Don't Bring Me Flowers. <laughs> or um, I thought she was like Leo Sayers, long lost sister. I, kinda, I know that's an esoteric <laughs> reference, but I had to go there. Uh, now, our traditional drinking game I'm going to invoke now, and that's the fact that th- her whole shtick is the plot from season three Star Trek Requiem for Methuselah. <laughs> It is it is bang on exactly the same. Okay. <laughs> that you know, this 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 uh the, the count was uh all of these people through history, mm. you know, that he kept on changing bodies and changing faces, and even to the point that he was, you know, involved in the declaration of independence, um uh, you know, all of this kind of stuff that he was che- you know, the usual rigmarole that goes back and forth, right? Right. Now, this is the beginning of the New Age movement because she is channeling. And the funny thing is, is that, well, there's two uh, things I find really strange, although I really shouldn't. First of all, she has an audience. I mean, those automatons, I mean, they're just, they're, 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 they're into it, right? Mm -hmm. And this movement was born in Pasadena, California, which is, uh, it's funny because another movement started in Pasadena as well. And uh, this is the home of probably the smartest people in the United States. This is where Caltech is. Right. I mean, the, the people mm-hmm. who go to Caltech are so smart that they, they think that the people who go to MIT are peons. I mean, this is a, a center of, of real hard science that, and theoretical science is being done. Yet these movements start up in Pasadena. Now, I understand that they're not in Pasadena anymore. They, they went, of course, like most of these people, they went out to the wilderness. They're in Montana or Wyoming or something <laughs> now. Um, probably in their fallout shelters. Um, but she also, have you ever ever heard of a woman named Jay-Z Knight? That name rings a bell. Jay-Z Knight stole this woman's shtick and became, (laughs) became someone named Ramtha. Oh. Uh, and this was in the early nineties. I mean, she was a huge thing where she channeled this, this guru named Ramtha. Hmm. So, you know, this is an ongoing thing. And what the theme of this whole uh, 22 minutes was is that beware of of flim flam people, because it's funny that she took the inspiration from this guy because he's a flim flam. She's certainly a flim flam. Right. And then people stole from her, you know, like Jay-Z Knight. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like this. This is always it's a great study in human nature as we go along. But she is. C to the raisy. I mean, it is, it is kooky. I loved her. Uh, 
can I can I just tell the story she tells? I've got it written down here. Sure, sure. All right, all right. So that in case people haven't seen it, so um, Saint Germain um, was the keeper of the flame of freedom in Atlantis. Now Atlantis, as we all know, uh, fell into the sea, but he was given uh -huh. a warning ahead of time to, for some reason, and we're not quite sure why, to transl travel to Transylvania. And so um, in Transylvania, he kept the flame of freedom alive. Uh, and he helped to create the Royal House of Hungary as a result of that. Okay. This is um, all factual information. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and somewhere along the way, he also became um, involved with, I wasn't quite sure if he was Joseph of Arimathea, or just involved with Joseph of Arimathea. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the Holy Grail. The Holy <laughs> yeah, Grail comes yeah. into this. Yeah, because <laughs> Joseph of Arimathea traveled with the Holy Grail to England, of mm -hmm. all places. Um, it's actually actually in Glastonbury. Sounds familiar, anybody? Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> um, um, and um, while there, he um, became the spiritual center for King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. He became Merlin. He became Merlin. Uh, but then, after a while, he decided that he wanted to give the uh, word of God, the word of Jesus, to the new world. So he became Christopher Columbus and landed um, in, uh, where, where did she say, uh, San Salvador, which is apparently not too far from where Atlantis used to be. Uh, and so uh -huh. he became... Christopher Columbus. Uh-huh. Um, and then he ascended and went forth as immortal. And then he ended up um, in the United States working with uh, Ben Franklin, Tom Jefferson, and George Washington, um, where he, he helped them to create uh, the Constitution of the United States. And then there was a moment where during uh, on July Fourth, when they were about to sign uh, the, the Declaration of Independence, they wavered. The people who were there wavered, uh -huh. and he appeared before them. No one's quite sure no, knows how. He just appeared. The doors were locked. There was no way he could get in, but he appeared to them and gave them an impassioned speech. And so, therefore, they signed the Declaration of Independence, beginning, as she pointed out, with John Hancock. And uh -huh. that's the story she tells. <laughs> Seems legit. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that story is uh, fascinating. Um, I will. I will tell you one thing. When I saw the like the actual <laughs> still on on the YouTube channel, mm -hmm. like the actual picture of the episode like the, the screenshot of the episode. Right. I automatically knew this was going to be freaking kooky. <laughs> because <laughs> if you look it up on YouTube, you'll just see this woman's face as the kind of the screenshot of the episode. And it, it just says, it just says, woo, right from the get. <laughs> right. I just, I, I, you, but you're right. I mean, this, this episode took such a hard left turn. It was kind of like, it was just weird. <laughs> Yeah, this was definitely uh, well. We we oh yeah, we are. Uh, we also meet uh, Peter Ryle. I don't know, like, I don't know what he does or you know who who he really is. But 
He basically says uh, Saint Germain was a con man fleecing the rich. This is the guy from UCLA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, there's a Manuel Oderberg, which I could not figure out what he was saying at all. Uh, he seemed to be agreeing with uh, with with uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet that you know he was like some great guy. Yeah, um, he, he was from the 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 office. The office yeah, he was. Institute. Yeah, he was yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, and and we finally reached the end of the episode. And is there just something about a bunch of creepy white people uh, chanting "Hail Saint Germain"? Yeah, hail Saint Germain. While doing Zeke Kyle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, much. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, they 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 were palms up. Oh, were they? As they yeah, yeah they were okay. palms up as they said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but still, that's still creepy. Yeah. But you bring up a really interesting point, Jason, about these these kind of new age cults is they're exclusively dumb white people. Hmm. I it's one of the fascinating things of all of these movements. Mm-hmm. is that they're always white people and there's a reason that why they're always white people is because usually white people have the most money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it it's really, really interesting uh, uh, thing about all of these new religions, if we want to call them that. I could use another word, but I won't, just in case mm-hmm. I offend. <laughs> but um, not that I'm adverse to offending. I just don't want to, you know, get Jason in trouble. Right. But um, <laughs> they are all, they're outside of the nation of Islam, they are all white people and they are all white people with bucks mm-hmm. yeah. and talk about talk about seeing them coming a mile away uh, yeah this this episode was definitely i mean when i started watching i was like oh, this is going to be a really tough episode to discuss because you know they're going through this whole thing of uh you know saint germain and you know that it's like wow this is just this is like made up history or something, which is really hard to discuss. And then we're introduced to the to the loony bird, and I was like, "All right, this is gonna be a fun episode." <laughs> but yes, I am serious. I think if we are ever together in the same room, we have got to do a commentary track for this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, this one is fantastic. I mean, because I, we didn't even get into Napoleon. No, and how she talked, how she talked about that that he that he got Napoleon to try and create a, a, the United States of Europe, but but Napoleon went power mad. Uh huh. Which is why he decided to relocate to the United States and create another revolution. Now we should say that Ms. Prophet is now deceased. Um, uh, I believe she is. Yes. Yeah, she yeah. died of a stroke in I think ninety one. I think mm-hmm. so. Something like that. Yeah, and somebody took over her church, and uh, you know, is making lots of money. Of course. Of course. Gosh. Oh, wow. I, I don't think we're going to top that episode. Um, anything I mean, else she, to say on it? I was just going to say she brings in a lot of information, like all the stories she tells are, mm-hmm. are not original at all. Oh, no. no. Like, like the whole Joseph of Arimathea thing coming to Glastonbury. I mean, that that's a thing. That's an actual thing that people believe. Well, that's mm-hmm. the Da Vinci. That's the Da Vinci code. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. And, you know, and she just sort of picks all of this stuff to sort of bring it into this sort of one unified story. Yeah, that was uh, well before Da Vinci Code. That was uh, uh, Holy yeah. Blood, Holy Grail, yeah. and they yeah. got it from somewhere else. And... Yeah, for the French guys in the fifties, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, Saunier. Yeah, yeah. 
and and the whole Glastonbury thing. I mean, with with King Arthur, that that there's always been an attempt through throughout um, at least when England became um, Christianized of linking King Arthur to uh, Christianity, mm-hmm. uh, and and you can see a real shift. Uh, early stories of Arthur, he's more pagan. Right, he's mm-hmm. more associated with nature and stuff like that. But as, as the stories progress, he becomes this sort of Christian hero, right into sort of the 19th century with, with poems um, by sort of Alfred Tennyson and things like that. This sort of fusing of Arthur uh, with Christ- Christianity, not necessarily with Christ himself, but certainly Arthur, be- as as the character develops, he becomes this sort of Christian hero. So you know, you know, even that that kind of idea of fusing Christ with with um, King Arthur is not on any, anything unusual that she's talking about. That's 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 been there since you know the f- first century. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this was definitely this is a fantastic episode. <laughs> I I am not kidding. Um, just because I mean it was so off the rails that hey. <laughs> This is why this is why we're here. <laughs> um anyway, anything else anything else to say before we wrap this up? Yes, Jason, you don't bring me flowers anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch watch season three Requiem for Methuselah. You'll get the whole story behind her her. And then watch this, and it's an hour and a half of bonkers because the Star Trek episode is bonkers too. So, <laughs> well, it's a know. season three episode, so yeah, it's a Fred, bonkers. it's Fred Freiberger, yeah, it's it's going to be stupid, but um, but yeah, oh, so it's a Oliver, must see. Yes, Oliver, tell people where they can find you. Uh, if you're the reincarnation of Joseph of Arimathea, you can find me at, uh, at Oliver Rockside on Twitter. Uh, please join me and my co-host Aaron White for our 20 season trek through, uh, Law and Order. Or you can uh, join me for my new podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher called You're Just the Worst, the 100 Worst Pop Songs in Music History. Yes, and I got the honor of being on episode two. Yes, you do. Um... Steve, where can people find you? Well, I'm a little bit disturbed that they're always linking these flames of freedom to these monarchies. It's like monarchies, freedom, really? Uh-huh. Anyway, <laughs> if, you want, if you want to talk about monarchies and freedom, um, you can get me on Twitter at Doc Pinko, D-O-C-P-I-N-K-O. And you can find me at AlienCG on Twitter. You can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod, and you could find it at IlluminatiSocialClub.com. Yes, we have a URL. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I confess, I am St. Germain. Have a good <laughs> week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya.